I'm Jody Palmer, and you're listening to Pivot. Everyday people experiencing everyday events. They are pivotal moments with lasting impact. Join me as we connect with people from all walks of life and look back at moments that created change. You will hear stories of faith, heartache, courage, and even disappointment. Let's dive in to today's conversation. My name is Jody Palmer, and I have my very first and very special honored guest. I hope I'm putting a lot of weight on you, Louise. Uh, a good friend of mine, Louise, and she hails from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. So just before we get going, I'm going to remind everybody what Pivot is all about. So a pivotal moment is a very important or critical moment in time. And pivotal moments can be big and they could be little moments of clarity that provide us with new perspectives and opportunities to change our lives. So what we're going to be doing over the next, well, I don't know, Louise, maybe 25, 30 minutes is talking about what are some of the moments in your life, in your life that has been, I guess, monumental in, in making you who you are today and changing and changing that. So um, I want to first of all thank you. Thank you to everybody who's listening in uh, over the airways, listening into their vehicles as they walk down the road, as they make supper or shoo their kids out the door. Um, welcome, Louise. Glad to have you here. Well, thanks for, for uh, having me as your first guest. I'm honored and excited. That's good. I'm glad. Me too. So this is really a conversation over a cup of coffee. And what I would like you to do, Louise, is just tell me, tell us who you are and, and what, defines, what defines you as a human being. Hmm. That's kind of tough, right? You ask people, other people, who I am, and they could probably fill, fill your whole podcast. But that, you know, for me... What defines me? Well, I'm a I'm a 50 something year old woman um, married for 34 years. Uh, my husband's a farmer and and I help with the farm stuff. I am a woman, a mother of three kids. And at the moment, I am a full time employee of the health authority. Um, and I'm a kind of woman that likes to have fun. Like my mate, you know, yes, have a job, make money. But at the end of the day, I want to have a little bit of fun. I, and, I, and I firsthand experienced, yes, uh, enjoyed, enjoyed some of that fun with you. So would you be able to tell me, as Louise, as you, you as a human being, getting, um, getting rid of your job title? Yeah. What? Who are you? What defines you as a human being? Okay. Um, I think what defines me is I'm a giving person. I like to focus on people's needs and help them meet their needs. Um, I like to uh, ensure that the people around me are happy and um I think I'm kind of soft, like I can, I can really 
tune in to, to when people need some lovin's and uh, yeah, help them meet, meet their needs. And honestly, that's, I, I, I've been accused of being too much of a, of a, a people pleaser kind of like, I, I try to find out what their needs are and help fulfill it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, you do. Yeah, mm -hmm. very, very much. And having um, worked with you, but then also uh, having a friendship with you outside of the workplace, I'm going to add a couple more things. And, and maybe this isn't normal to do, but I'm going to say, and I'm making notes. So as <laughs> we're doing this, I'm jotting things down uh, just in case anybody wants to challenge me on anything here. Uh, you're a very social person. I think that that is important to you as a human being. And you are also extremely hospitable, like at the drop of a hat. And that is something that I um, admire. I don't want to say that I'm jealous of because that's kind of a, not one of those characteristics that I want to have in my life, but I, but I, um, I commend you for that. Like that is an amazing way of, of reaching out to people and to building those bridges. So when I, I guess this is a good jumping off point because what I want to ask you, Louise, is where did that come from? Oh boy, my mom, like, honestly, like I am, I am the seventh child out of a family of eight. And my mom and dad were, were the host with the most, like we would go to church Sunday mornings and dad would be inviting families for brunch. Like so much so that like mom would say, I don't have enough eggs. Like how are we going to feed 12 extra people? And we would make it, my mom would make it work, right? Even if we went and, and collected eggs, as soon as, <laughs> you know, like they would, okay, kids, as soon as, the, as we're at the farm, you guys got to go to the chicken coop and grab a bunch of eggs, right? And so that hosting came from my mom and dad. And uh, at a drop of a hat, mom could have um, a, a beautiful meal within an mm -hmm. hour and, mm -hmm. and feed people and not ask for anybody to bring food just come 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 we can yeah so that's where where that came from and socializing as well like my dad he was the social butterfly and you know when you said that I'm a very social person I am and I've come to realize that feeds my soul mm -hmm. so if mm -hmm. I haven't if I focused on work recently um, and, and I haven't been out with some friends or doing something and like this whole COVID and staying at home and not socializing, like, don't get me wrong. I love my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not as social as I am. He doesn't feel the need to go out and about, uh, and socialize. Um, mm -hmm. and so jumping off of that point as you say um since he, he retired in july and since then i've said look we have to find some commonality here and we're going to have forced fun friday nights <laughs> so i love so, that and that's that's like okay by five or six o'clock you got to come into the house you got to clean up and we're going to play ping pong 
or we're going to play cards or we're going to have friends over but it's a forest fun friday night and honestly he's he's a lot of fun but you gotta you just gotta tilt him in that direction and man he can have fun all day and all night yeah um, that's likes so to work, good right yeah. yeah so so we're we're making that our mission is to because we're going to be retired a lot of years together mm -hmm. yeah right so yeah right. so yeah um, that's what i've decided to to start doing with him is mm -hmm. uh yep. having some forced fun that sounds so good so then taking a look at the theme of the podcast which is talking about pivotal moments mm -hmm. i'm gonna just like drive circle back yeah. to what you said about your mom that it sounds to me like your mom was pivotal in um developing or growing that um that quality of being of social interaction and of meeting people's needs through uh, through food through conversation and just helping that you grow that in your life and uh you mentioned um the isolation that comes from covid we don't even want to talk about that anymore at all okay but okay yeah well, no, I mean, we have to, right? It's just yeah. going to happen. But when you think about isolating, one of the biggest ways of uh, protecting ourselves from, the, from the, the hurt of that is to connect with people and connecting on purpose. And I hear that you've made that something that's pivotal in your marriage as well is to, you know what? Can we use Greg's name? My yes. approach to the world. So Greg, this is, this is going to happen. And why? Because this is important to me and it will make pivotal change. So I love that. Yeah, that's so good. So I'm going to ask you the very next question. And, and I hope you've had time to think about this, Louise. Um, is, has there been a song that has been pivotal in your life or, okay, wait, maybe a phrase in a song where you listen to it as a young person and you thought about it one way and then you grow into a 50 some year old adult and go, whoa, that's what it really means. Do you have anything like that? Uh, you know, you, you, you had that question and, and I, I can't really think of a particular song. Um, <laughs> yes and no. So, so again, I, I came from a family of eight kids, but also my aunts and uncles, they all had six or eight kids as well. So when we hosted at the farm, there was probably about eight children, my age group. And this is gonna sound so funny, but we were kind of naughty and hot child in the city. Yes, so I, yes. My, my cousins came from Edmonton, right? And I just remember my one cousin, she was a pretty little thing, like at eight or nine years old. And uh, we were pretending to be a girls group and hot child in the city, right? <laughs> and if my, my mom ever heard us sing that and try to dance in a sexy way at nine or 10 years old, right? So I, I'm thinking back like, oh my goodness, my mom would have just went, girls. You're not exactly. That. You're not singing that. That's yeah. right. That's right. Oh my goodness. And of course that song is by the Bay City Rollers, which are a fantastic, uh, my, my family is of Scottish background. So we was talking about the Bay City Rollers. Um, so as soon as you say that, I'm reminded of a pivotal moment. And so 
I guess I'm going to allow, allow myself to share this. Absolutely. I can remember being on top of the chicken coop on our farm. And my sister, Heidi, who is now a um, man, she's a singer extraordinaire. She'll probably be on the podcast at some point. But her and I were up there singing uh, to beat the band, Hey, You Get Off My Cloud by the, by the Rolling Stones. And, and innocent, innocent, innocently singing, right? Until our mother said, girls, just like your mother would go, girls, do you have any idea what you're singing about? No, we just thought we were on top of the world. Hey, you get off our cloud. Um, we now interpret that much differently, much to our mother's dismay. But anyways, um, <laughs> we, we learn. Um, okay, so I'm gonna uh, then take, take another stab at this and ask you, Louise, because whether or not you know it, our time is going really quickly. Wow, I love conversations. Has there been a quote or um, some or advice that was given to you in your life at some point in your life that has been pivotal in, in um, helping to frame who you are today? Yeah. Um, oh, what was his name? Ford. A quote from Ford from the Ford company said, whether you think you can mm -hmm. or that you think you can't, you're right. Mm -hmm. Right? So mm -hmm. if you think you can, you're right. Mm -hmm. You can't. Yeah, that's if you right. Think you can't. Well, you're right. Mm -hmm. you're that's true. It. Yeah. A lot of it's our mindset, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. That, that just kind of hones in. And the other thing that was um, told to me, like I, I, I remember hearing it years ago, but I, I reheard it. And I was just like, ah, yes. And that is, if something happens, a quarrel or word said, ask yourself, will it matter in five years? Mm -hmm. yeah. Will it matter in five days or in five minutes? Yeah. Is it worth, you know, having a heated discussion about that one thing? Mm -hmm. Right. Will yeah. it matter? So yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, avoidance tactic, Jody, or what? <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Well, no, I don't, I don't think it's avoidance. It's really looking at um, prioritizing the connection of relationships. You know, if I think that an argument is going to um, slice open or dissect a relationship, then, wow, I that relationship is, is so important to me that I don't want to let this little, this little thing, this difference of opinion or whatever it is, um, interfere with that, with that connection. And I don't know, I feel that that's so important. And I want to go back to what you said about, I believe it was Henry Ford, who mm. said that quote about whether or not you think you can or you think you can't. So it is. How has that played out in your life? Um, I haven't really, well, I, was gonna say, I, can't, I can't really say I've lived that, but I've, I've said that to my kids a lot, mm -hmm. right? Um, but, you know, I look back at my life and I believed I could do a lot of things mm -hmm. and I sure tried. Yeah. And some things I was successful at and some I was like, nah, not as successful as I had planned to, but yeah, having a lot of confidence, right. 
to do what I want. And, and it was something that my, my dad said to me, um, as a, a young girl, and again, eight kids. So, <laughs> you know, really they parented the first eight kids differently than, or the first four kids differently than the last four kids. Yes. And I remember my dad saying, you as a young woman can do anything you want to. You just got to put your mind to it mm-hmm. and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess from a from a friend and a and a former colleague standpoint, I see that in you. I I just wrote down. I said you have a go get it attitude. It's yeah. not out of your reach. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that. Um, that is an amazing thing to aspire to. So many of us grow up with um, low self-worth, uh, self-doubt. My goodness, you, we've had conversations about that, right? But yeah. having that attitude is, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to go for it. And, um, and let's see, like the world is our, ours, our, our oyster, so to speak. Um, yeah. And that speaks volumes. And, and maybe something that we've said here today could help to inspire somebody else to say, you know what, I got this dream or I got this job or this goal and um, I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to let that hold me back. And that that's important. Yeah. Um, so I just looked at our time and I want to remind you, Louise, that at this moment, you have the ability to ask me um, a, a pivotal moment in my life. So I've not been prepared for this. I have no idea what you're going to ask me. Lauren, help me to think of an answer. Hmm. Have the floor. Okay, Jody. Yep. My dear, dear friend. Yep. Tell me a pivotal moment in grade school. So is there something between the like kindergarten to grade six <laughs> that you remember that is a pivotal moment for yeah you. and it's actually really sad so as soon as you say that I can remember growing up um uh, we lived in Ryston Saskatchewan for a little while community of less than 100 and um we lived our house was across a huge playground from that school it was so if you can picture it in your mind uh, a two-room brick schoolhouse so it wasn't tiny like Laura Ingalls little house in the prairie type thing it was fairly large but I was uh, probably in grade one, I think, or grade two. There were four grades to a classroom. Little, like I'm a little kid, a little redheaded, strawberry blonde kid. And um, anyways, we had a fire drill. And I remember this um, because I was unprepared for the emotional toll that it took on my body. So I'm going to be super vulnerable here. And um, I was so scared and terrified that I actually left my pants. And, oh, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. And I remember with horror having to run from my classroom. Uh, Actually, we were outside because she was taking attendance, making sure that everybody got out of the building. Running across the playground, huge playground, to my house. And I remember it was gray, old stone. It looked like fake stucco and having to go home and change my pants. But I was filled with terror inside. And I'll always remember that because it made me feel, um, I, was, I felt ashamed. Uh, we yeah, don't ever yeah. want to end a podcast on that, on that note. But I did. I, I felt ashamed and scared. And um, I think that it 
did something inside of me that I felt very unsecure. But over the years, what I have been trying to do then is to overcome that. Uh, if there's a crisis, what is my initial response? <laughs> so my initial response needs to be what if I'm going to breathe, I'm going to take a deep breath and then go, I know how to deal with this. This is all cool. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a fire drill when you're like seven years old or whether you're having to um, arrive at a building and have no idea where you're going, um, which might have happened yeah. today. But anyways, that's beside the point. Yeah, so we so we grow from those. Yeah. Is yeah, there anything that you would add to our, our conversation today? You know, it's it's really neat to think back of pivotal moments and how how that shaped you, maybe as a, a 15 year old mm-hmm. and then into a 20 year old, yeah, 30 year old, 40 year old, 50 year old, and and how you've grown from that, right? Because I think back to some of the things that happened in, in you know between zero to 18 in my home. And some of the things that, that helped shape me, um, like I, I do have a can-do attitude, I know that. And I am the kind of person that will um, defend myself in kind of a vulgar way if I have to. Because mm-hmm. if you kick me off, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Um, and I would do that more when I was in my 20s. Now, as an older person, you kind of go, meh, doesn't matter in five years. Yeah. I'm not going to have a heated discussion now. Yeah, so that's it right. It doesn't yeah. matter, right? Yeah. Um, but I had a similar situation where I did too wet myself as a young child. And I, rem- <laughs> I, I, I totally responded differently, but I peed in the little wooden seat of, uh, you know, those wooden, wooden, desks yeah and one of the boys was pointing and laughing at me and I punched him oh no (laughs) I would never have done that (laughs) and then I got into trouble for punching a boy there you go that's awesome oh well okay what a great note to uh to leave on I guess in defending yourself so Louise I want to thank you so much for being here today um this actually this has been wonderful our very first episode, hey, maybe this is actually going to make it to air. And who knows, maybe one person will listen to it or maybe 10. Uh, we never know. All I know is that whoever is here today, I hope that you've been encouraged, entertained um, through our conversation. And remember that all of our pivotal moments are here to teach us so that we can help come alongside other people and walk with them through this road we call life. So thank yes. you so much for joining us on today's episode of Pivot. Thank you, Louise. Bye. Thank you. Bye, honey. I love connecting with our guests, and I'm honored that you took the time to join us on today's episode of Pivot. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation and can look back at your own pivotal moments and then look ahead. Life has so much to give us. I want to give a shout out at the end of the program to Scott Patrick Music for providing the fine guitar picking and to Mosaic Music in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, for the recording equipment. See you again next time on Pivot.